Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to another edition of Believe in Giants. Bob Papa with two time Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. The Giants are in the wild card round. Sunday in the afternoon window, the late afternoon window, the Giants are taking on the Minnesota Vikings, a rematch of their Christmas Eve heartbreaking loss on the 61-yard field goal. And Carlito, you can feel the energy. Playoff time. It's fun. It is fun, man. And this is a well-deserved opportunity for the Giants. And I think it's an opportunity that uh, they can take advantage of. I, I think uh, I think you put it best. The um, Giants felt the Vikings punch. They know what they're working with. And, uh, you know, if you look at the game, uh, as well as the Vikings are looking at the tape too, but the Giants know there are about three or four plays that could have been made differently and the the result would have been different. You contrast that? Go ahead. mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. Finish Finish your thought. And then you contrast that with uh, who the Vikings are, right? They are who they are. I mean, it's only so much they can do. Uh, I know one thing they're going to, I know they're going to try to do, but we'll get into that later. But the Vikings play to a profile. And all of their games are close with the exception of one or two. And that's kind of like what the Giants are this year, right? All of their games have been close with the exception of one and two. The difference is the Vikings are a number one seed, uh, but they play to a profile. Their games come down to one score, uh, last second, last quarter. Uh, There's, you know, with the exception of a couple, that's who they are. And that, when we talk about styles make fights, that's who the Giants are. They play every game close, uh, with the exception of a two. One they lost, one they won uh, against the Colts. Um, But that's who they are. So this fits their profile. So I want to go back before we go forward, because I want to talk about the game against the Eagles a little bit in the sense that yeah, you made a point during the broadcast that was pretty good. You make a lot of good points, which is why you're great at what you do, but You know, you talked about not equating it to a preseason game because you play to win the game and it's a regular Mm -hmm. season game. But the fact that, you know, sometimes when you're trying to gauge where guys are, you know, you get in the preseason and you're going against other teams' twos, you're going against other teams' threes. I think what the Giants got from a coaching staff standpoint, for usage in this game coming up, as well as looking down the road in the future is, Hey, we drafted Cordell Flott in the third round out of LSU and he had some injuries and got off to a slow start. And we know we need to get him in the weight room at the end of the year, but man, he went toe to toe with AJ Brown, one of the best receivers in the NFL. 
our defensive players, our reserve defensive players, and guys we were given extended looks, went against the number one offense in the NFL that had to stay on the field the entire game because they couldn't put the thing away. And we went against Fletcher Cox, and we went against Brandon Graham, and we went against yep. Bradbury and Slay and uh, Gardner Johnson and all those really good defensive plays, and we held our own. That's got to serve some benefit to this team, not only this week, in being guys having their own self-confidence. Hey, I sure. went against A.J. Brown. I went against Devontae Smith. I can do a job against Thielen. I can do a job against yeah. Osborne. If I have to get Justin Jefferson in a situation, I know that I can handle myself against the big boys of the league. I think last week was unbelievable from that regard. Yeah, and those are the hidden gems that you know fans don't really pay attention to, but when you start to really get to the granular level of what coaches want to achieve, uh, during the course of a game and, and how they call it and how they prepare. And I give uh, Jerome Henderson, the defensive back coach for the Giants, a great deal of credit for the job he's done all year, all year with these, because he had a lot, it was a lot of moving uh, pieces there. It was musical chairs uh, in that defensive backfield. And he, every week, got those guys ready to play. And then now he's got Cordell Flott, who's, not seen anything like A.J. Brown in real life. You know, he had to line up and go against him. Played his techniques. Yeah, a couple of times Brown was better because he's Brown. But it wasn't because Flott was blown away in a foot race or he blew a coverage. He was where he's supposed to be. And what that tells this coaching staff, who, by the way, folks who thought this was the, the team mailing it in, you could clearly see they coached this game to win and they coached the players to win that game against the Philadelphia Eagles. What it tells them is that, okay, we can do some more things. This gives us an added component if Wink wants to do a few things differently on defense to break a tendency. And think about, too, on the other side of the ball, Carl. Now, I know Davis Webb used his legs to avoid some <clears throat> sacks. And I understand that they got the ball out of his hand. I, I, they still didn't allow well, you a sack have to. in the game. That's what you have to do, <laughs> right? Like, against against a team that went into the game with the most sacks in the National Football League, they had sixty eight sacks going into the game. And what four away from the record? Four away from the four to break the record set by the eighty four Bears. Um, so they they they, they didn't allow so think sacks. About this. Think about this. And they ran the ball against them a little bit. Right. So think about this. A game that the Eagles had to had to win, which they did. But if you're the Eagles and you're saying, oh, they're they're playing backups, we're breaking this record today. Right. And they didn't get a sack in the game. That's called execution, great game planning. Because you're not telling me they didn't go hard. They, they needed this game to secure their number one seed. They needed the game. Um, and then you know what else they needed, Carl? And I'll let you finish. What they really were hoping was, we need the game. Let's lay the wood to them early. And then we could put the bats away in the second half and get Minshew in there and hand yep. it off to, you know, Gainwell and Boston Scott and get Devontae out of there and get Fletcher out of there and get A.J. out of there. 
So they they really did need the game, and they they had to play sixty minutes. Yeah, they they left their starters in both sides of the ball the entire game. So there are no moral victories, but there are some things that got accomplished in defeat. There are some learnings in defeat that will serve them going forward into the playoffs and into the draft in next season, because they now know that they can count on someone they drafted, uh, that the game isn't too big for them. Um, so Jared Jer, um, Jer Davis, another guy off the street, right? Off the street, 10 tackles in that game. Uh, we know that he's he's an addition. He's an upgrade to sure. that linebacker core. And that's something they're going to feel good about going into the Minnesota game. And here's why. Just like I said, the Giants can put on the film and say, if we'd have did X, Y, and Z, uh, we probably would win this game. The Minnesota Vikings look at film too, right? And I know for a fact that they're saying, if we'd have run the ball more, we probably wouldn't have had such a tough time winning this game. Because yeah, remember the, the fourth Giants, and less than one, they passed it. Yeah. The Giants linebackers. I mean, the Vikings are going to be pissed. And I'm sure they are. When they looked at how easily the Giant linebackers were blocked on some of those run plays. And they're going to say, why didn't we do more of this? So both teams look at film. And I'm sure the Vikings are going to say, uh, get ready, big fella. We're going to start running a little more in this. But to contrast that, enter Jared Davis. He's a better linebacker. Uh, enter Landon Collins, who's a more versatile hybrid linebacker. I don't know if he's embraced the word linebacker yet but he's a second level player. He's embracing playing. He's in, he's embracing playing at that second level. And that's going to help them. And Jalen Smith will be in there, but Jared Davis is their guy. He can find the football. He is not going to allow that inside stretch, outside stretch run to be executed four yards from the line of scrimmage. You've got to attack that stretch. You've got to build a wall because when there are uh, different levels, when your line is here and your linebackers are back, that just gives them a cushion to keep pushing. When you can attack and build a wall across, that stretch run doesn't work as well. And the giant linebackers in that game they were getting the doors blown off on a few of those plays. I mean, it looked bad. Like I one, one, there was one play, and I'm not saying any names to protect the innocent or the the, the hard worker, because I mean, I, I you know they give their best. But one guy got blocked down the field so far. He got blocked to make the tackle. He was he got up off the pile, and the running back ran over him about eight yards down the field. 
that can't happen this game. If they get that under control, they will play this game on their terms. I would encourage uh, all of you Giants fans out there, I guess Thursday the Giants will post the TV show. If you're living in the New York Metropolitan Area, you can watch it on MSG. The Giants also put the clips up on all the Giants social media platforms, the strategy segment with Carl Banks, because you give a tutorial on what the Giants did against the run in the last meeting against Minnesota that they can't do in this game because I, I encourage everybody to watch. I mean, it's, yeah, this it's, is a different strategy folks. I mean, this is when you talk granular, uh, I break it down and I show you, and these are crucial plays that hurt the Giants, uh, both in pass and the past defense wasn't as bad. There was some hesitation um, in knowing your reads but in the run game, Dalvin Cook is probably saying, Coach, you got to feed me. And I break it down and show you why they're saying that and um, what the Giants must do. Sim simple things like there's one back in the backfield. There's no threat of an RPO because uh, Kirk Cousins doesn't run the football. Rule number one in linebacking. If there's one back in the backfield, there's one guy that can get the ball. Follow him. There's no need for hesitation because if it's a play action pass, you're going to know where you're supposed to go just based off of that if he doesn't have the ball. And when but, there's no jet motion. And there's no jet motion. Single back, static, right? Okay, back offset, one side. If his normal alignment is to the guard, out to, to the inside foot of the guard. And all of a sudden he switches sides and now he's lined up over the tackle. Alert, alert, because it's going to be a pitch. He ain't lined up that wide just to be there. So know your keys. These are these are the simple, the simple basics of playing linebacker. I it's simple to me because these are the principles of playing. Well, you, you breaking NFL. down these three plays on the coach's tape. Yeah. I felt like I was a player sitting in a meeting room, listening to someone with a PhD in linebacker play as you break this down for the audience. Cause you know, when, when with the play we show cook is lined up to the left of cousins at the guard and then cousins moves him over, gives him a little wag of the hand, move over, moves to the other side, the layman sees him move to the other side and think, all right, he's just switching sides. You picked up right away that suddenly he went from being a step and a half from Cousins to three steps from Cousins. Yeah. And your he's linebacker brain said, here comes a pitch. Here comes a pitch. It's an outside run. And, and as a linebacker, you got to see that. If, you're, if, if, if it's one back in the backfield, alignment is everything. If you see him lined up over the guard and you've been watching film and this is his normal alignment and all of a sudden they move him and he's outside by the tackle, you better be screaming at your defensive end. Here comes a pitch and you better, you better fast read it. And that, that should be a tackle for a loss, but because they moved him and nobody paid attention to his alignment, they got a big gain out of that. And the Vikings watch that film too, and they're thinking, oh, we got this again. We can do this again. We can do this all day. Um, Cook, we'll move you. 
get in the alignment where you can get to the edge in a hurry. You know, and it, it makes it easier for the offensive linemen because they don't have to hold their blocks as long because the play doesn't take that long to develop. He's already at the edge. So make sure you watch this strategy session, folks, because this one, I don't want to call it a master class, but it's it's football 101. It's linebacking 101. And I'm happy that they have Jared Davis in there. So as we transition to the hype around this game, right? Everybody's uh, asking about experience. And you and I had a conversation with Brian Dable uh, Monday. And he said, I'm, I'm so freaking tired of hearing experience, 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 right? He says, number one, he's got one player in the locker room that's won a playoff game, I believe he said. His entire coaching staff have either national championships or multiple Super Bowls. That's that part of it, right? Right. So and you know you've got tons of playoff games. You're right. So you know you've got experience on the coaching side. They've got national championships, every one of them, national championships or Super Bowls. Now, experience for court uh for the players. And you know, I've just asked a question on my daily, uh, my weekly radio show. With Tiki and Tierney, uh, do you think experience matters when it comes to Daniel Jones? And I told him exactly what uh, Coach Dable said to us. He says, what it takes to win the first game is what it'll take to win this game. The same thing you did to win your first game is the same thing you'll have to do to win. It has nothing to do with anything else. Just prepare and play the way you did and your first win, and this one will be the same. It's not about the distractions. And that's what I love about this coaching staff and this team, this, this mental makeup of this team. They have not been distracted at all this year, at all. They've, they've, they've been given the assignment each week. They prepare, and you can tell it just – Exhibit A is what they put on tape against the Philadelphia Eagles. Every player that was not a regular went out there and played like a regular. That's preparation, that's focus, and that's lack of distraction, right? Everybody thought, well, you know, once, once Dable signals that he's not going to play his starters, it sends a bad message to the team. Didn't look like it was a bad message to me. They put a good product on the field. They made... Uh, the Eagles play for 60 minutes, which they did not want to do. I think it's important in this game um, <clears throat> for the Giants to – look, there's going to be emotion. There, you know that everyone talks about the speed is, you know, the preseason to the regular season to the postseason. There's there's a speed, the the intensity, the immediacy kicks up. You know that there's not another game next week if you don't win. So there's these internal pressures that get built. <clears throat> I think for the Giants, like, to come out in this game, I think if they can have a relatively settled first five minutes of the game to almost reinforce what Dable's been preaching in the sense that I know fans and media hate it, but it's really a truism. It's just another game. Once you yeah. get through – Supercard, wild weekend, 
and all the other teams that have been eliminated and tiebreakers and this and your name's on and we're seated sixth. Once you get through all of that, mm-hmm. when the ball gets kicked off, you're playing a football game. It's no different than the game they, they played the week before or the week before that. The stakes are higher. That's where the human element of pressure comes in, which is why Tiger Woods closed out a billion tournaments and other guys couldn't finish. He managed it better than anybody else and why the Patriots had their success. But I think they can kind of keep the game normal and start getting it to their profile. Then it does reinforce what Dable says. It's now we just play. The way we executed in Tennessee, we execute like that here, we got a good chance to win. If we get over our skis, Mm -hmm. and then suddenly if there's a bad play and we think we can make up a bad play, you know, we're trying to do supernatural and the quarterback or, or people, try, you know, Saquon's got to keep getting his dirty too. Don't try to hit the home run. Cause it's a playoff game. Just do what you do mm-hmm. tackle. I think that serves the giants. Well, you're 100% correct. And the, again, I'll go back to what I said a little bit earlier, the mental makeup of this team their ability to not allow distractions to creep into uh, what it takes to focus to win games. You can celebrate it, but there have been moments that kind of defined this giant uh, mentality. One, it was when the coach made the decision in Tennessee. That right there solidified his bond with his team and his belief in those players and the player's belief in what they call, right? The second moment that I think really defined their, it was two, but one that really defined their their mental makeup. London. Hadn't traveled to London. Even the coach hadn't even traveled to London, right? London. Game on the line. Need an offensive play, you get the offensive play, right? But mm-hmm. defensive, defensively, you're facing down Aaron Rodgers, who's known as Mr. Comeback, as Mr. Miracle, Mr. Make It Happen. This is before anybody was 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 dragging Aaron Rodgers and saying, you know, he's falling off. This was the mystique of Aaron Rodgers in London on the big stage. Giants need to make plays that last series of downs, they made every single play, including closing it out with a big sack. Those are the moments that prepare you for the playoffs mentally. So you don't have to worry about the game being too big or a moment being too big because number one, you got coaches who are calling good plays. They're not calling panic plays. Right. And you got players who are playing hard. You got a guy like Jihad Ward in that locker room who could care less about anything other than playing football and kicking ass, right? But you take that moment in London and then you fast forward it to Jacksonville. They needed to stop, keep a guy out of the end zone, right? I I could rewind a year ago and I guarantee you that Jacksonville uh, jump ball, once that receiver caught it, that player was going into the end zone. The Giants lose that game. Right. No Gi- doubt. I, I, no doubt about it. 
because the mental makeup of that team was a lot different than what you see here. So I don't think the moment, and we did have one moment in this season where Daniel Jones looked like he vapor locked, and that was in Seattle. Haven't seen it before, didn't see it since. And I all I've seen is progress from Daniel Jones. And he did that in, I think it was fourth quarter of Seattle when yeah. Daniel just looked like he vapor locked. Um, haven't seen it since. And he's doing some things now with this offense that's given, even on broken plays, when he's flinging the ball and he's, he's, he's falling down and we saw it against Dallas where he could have made a throw, better throw, and Saquon could have made a better catch and all of that other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If Saquon makes the catch, he falls, right? You saw in the Colts game, he's moving. He's giving guys chances by where he's throwing the ball. Like he takes a minute, even if he's under duress or falling down, yep, to put the ball somewhere where the receiver can catch it and do something with it not catching and get tackled for a two-yard loss. So you see that progression of the quarterback, his mental makeup, he's, he's, he's already uh, mature in terms of how he approaches every game. Uh, pressure situations, I don't think, has really rattled him. I mean, all quarterbacks react to pressure. That's, that's a reality, but he hasn't had a meltdown. And I don't, think he's going to prepare any different, like the stakes are any different. It's a win-loss. You just know that there's no next week. But if you do the things that it took, in, in the words of Brian Dable, do what it, took, what, it, what it took to win your first game, do that to win this one, you're going to be fine. There's no other external or extraneous stuff that can seep in where you're not playing the game that you're prepared for. And that's what champions do. They don't get caught up in the hype. You know, the teams that go in and win and play big in pressure situations, they focus on the execution, not the hype. They don't enter, if we don't make this play, man, I'm going to look crazy and, and um, we're, you know, we're not going to win this game. They, they focus, next play. You know, think about this. There, there have been plays on this defense where they've given up big ones. You know what their priority is after that big play? Just make the Ta- fucking tackle. Right. And they've just, done that. I, just make the tackle. Don't let him in the end zone. Make the tackle. And here's a little little cheat for you guys. When the field shrinks, the Giants defense gets even better. Yeah. So it, if you hit a big one on them, well, yeah, they gave you that. But now the, free, the field has shrunk. And we got some stuff that we can do better. Now that we are only defending 25, 30 yards, as opposed to 80 yards, 90 yards. Right, which is why they have one of the best red zone defenses yeah. in the NFL and one of the best third down defenses. Um, Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting. NFL, bowl season, esports, you'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores for almost any sport imaginable fastest easiest way to bet on all of your favorite leagues and events 
Head to betonline.ag to join and receive 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. So, Carl, I was thinking about, because you know how much I love uh, Big Blue VCR on Twitter, just seeing all those clips and stuff like that. And there have been, with it being wild card weekend, the guy's been yeah. posting stuff from 84 and 85 and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at this and I started thinking about Bill Parcells. I'm just a young guy, my first year doing the post game show. And, uh, as 1988. So Parcells already has one under his belt. And I remember him sitting there once in the press room and Florham Park and during training camp and just talking about, you know, he has big iced tea. He's got his legs crossed. He had the two short shorts on. He had the tan, the whole thing going. Um, I think he even had I think he I think he I think he even had a cigarette, you know, legs across. Probably. Fellas. And he I remember him just talking about it. he goes, you know, these games, he said. You know, you get two teams playing that are relatively evenly matched. And although Minnesota has a better record and they do have some obviously better personnel, especially on the offensive side of the ball, um, not necessarily on the defensive side of the ball completely. Um, but the Giants aren't that far off from Minnesota. I mean, when you take a look at the profile, the way they play the game, I remember Parcella saying, look, there's five to six plays that are going to happen in the course of the game that – they're going to be game defining plays. And you tell your guys, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the guy that screws up one of those five mm-hmm. or six, because you don't know which one's going to make the difference, but game defining plays. And he always said, if you make half of them, if you make three or four out of the six, that team's going to win 99% of the time. Mm-hmm. And that was illustrated in the first meeting. I mean, yeah. Bellinger fumbled as the 20. Jones threw an interception inside the 30. Flott dropped what should have been an interception. Another interception was dropped. There was a big drop on a third down pass play where it was wide open. And then, um, you know, they got walled off, washed off, and didn't make a tackle sooner so that Minnesota even had a chance to kick a field goal. Sure. Like in yep. some, you make just three plays out of that sequence of six I just gave you, the Giants are winning the game. And Absolutely. that's what this game comes down to, in my opinion. Yeah, and then those plays that we didn't, that weren't so obvious to us, but there are a few misreads where they had some big plays available to them as well. Anything else to get off your chest here? No, that's it, man. Be excited. Uh, giant fans, tell a friend to tell a friend. This one, um, it's okay to have expectations. You know, um, you here now. You're in the dance. You're in the tournament. Uh, so expect to win. Don't don't go in saying it's been a great season. It has been, uh, but you're here. Um, they're going to coach it to win. They're going to play to win. As fans, expect them to. I I I, I expect them to win. I do. And um, you know we've showered them with everything that they've done so far, but there's no reason to believe that they can't win this game. Yeah, and again, I encourage everybody, starting on Thursday of this week, when the Giants released the TV show, the Coach Dable show, 
And then on all the Giants social media platforms, Giants.com, the Giants app, the Giants YouTube channel, wherever you can find it. Uh, strategy with Carl Banks, because this is more than just strategy this week. This is a tutorial. It's a teach. Uh, it's like being in a film room as a player. And Carl is Bill Belichick or Wink Martindale in this case, breaking it down for you as to what you cannot do that you did the last time or else you're going to get burned. And some so, of it's very simple. Some of it doesn't, it's not even physical, right? It's this recognition, right? Understanding, again, the simplest things, you know, simple rule. One guy in the backfield, no jet motion. One guy can get the ball. If he doesn't get it, just know where you're supposed to be in the pass. Simple. Alignment. Stuff like that, it, 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 it look, will look incredible on tape when they look at it on Monday morning, when they, if they can do those small things. Tell a friend to tell a friend, as Carl likes to say, we'll do it again yeah. next week. Uh, hopefully we'll be bringing you a happy recap and then getting you set for another week of football. Cause you don't want it to end Carl. It's been no, a lot of fun. It has been tell a friend to tell a friend Thursday. Uh, the strategy session on the coach Dable show is a must see. Believe in giants. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.